0: Welcome to episode four of Fair Game. I'm your host, Ben Clymer, and today is Friday at the Masters. Today we have a special episode of What's in the Bag, Adam Scott at the Masters. Adam talks us through his entire setup that you'll see him using today as he goes back out there for a second round of play. Enjoy. We're here with Adam to talk about what's in the bag, and what's in the bag kind of takes on a whole new meaning in, in, in the world of golf. In that, there's a whole kind of group of, of guys out there that really obsess over the gear of golf. The game of golf is is pretty fun, sure. but the gear is really what it's all about.
1: Well, the gear's gotten pretty crazy now. There it, are a lot of options. There are lots of things you can do. So uh, obviously, I'm aware of it. Yeah. But. Uh, it's a tricky situation as a tour pro. You want to get pretty dialed in and and find what you like and and run with it while it's hot and right. not get searching because you can go off in all kinds of uh, rabbit holes.
0: Yeah, no, no question about it. And and you are kind of, I would say, famous for playing a set of irons that are
1: how many years old? <laughs> these are these are about twenty years old and this year. What are they? They're the Titleist Six Eighties. Okay. And uh, I've had them in the bag for the most part of the last 20 years actually i didn't win the masters with this set of irons i was using a set of 710s that became the 712s 14s, 16 18s and now the muscle back is called a tightless 620 uh-huh. forged and the reason i'm not playing the 620 is it seems more and more popular today to take the offset out of the iron uh-huh. and back when i learned to play now sounding like an old guy but it's true uh, I learned to play with offset in the iron, and this iron certainly has just a little bit more of that offset look mm-hmm. than the modern 620 blade. So it's it's really nothing other than uh, an aesthetic thing as I look down on the ball and yeah. what I'm used to.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I mean, do do your coaches or, or friends or other players say you're crazy for playing a 20 year old set, set of irons?
1: Um, look, <laughs> no, not really. I mean. A muscle back like this or a blade yeah is a blade yeah. i mean there's only so much you can do with the head this small mm-hmm. and move the weight around to your advantage it's really it's really a ball strikers club it's a feel thing right. and uh yeah you can move the weight a little bit but it's not going to be much you know right. and uh there isn't much difference between the Forge 620 today, although the weights moved a little bit, mm-hmm. than these. They're a bladed muscle back. They're, they're hard to hit. You've <laughs> got to be precise with it. Yeah. The mishits are worse than a perimeter weighted club or some kind of cavity back club. Yeah. Certainly some of this stuff, like when we get up to the 4, look, I, I don't even, I don't use the bladed 4-iron. I've now got a TMB 4-iron right. in the bag for that more forgiveness i mean you've just gotta uh take the help when you can get it a little bit
0: yeah and so these these clubs are actually 20 years old i mean how do you you cycle through clubs pretty frequently how do you how do you continue to find these these clubs to play with does titleist help you with that
1: yeah no they have a lot of sets of them however Mm -hmm. the original 20 year old ones are getting harder to find now so Mm -hmm. i have a few sets of them and uh i'm Maybe it's a good excuse to practice less, but you can see they're they're starting to wear a little bit yeah. on the face, and those you know once those grooves get a little too worn, they're going to be no good. So we're we're looking at replacements. I mean, looking at things like bending offset into the six twenties is something I talked about yesterday mm-hmm. with Titleist, mm-hmm. and uh, so going to have to find a solution because I can't keep playing twenty-year-old clubs <laughs> forever.
0: And so what kind of wedges are you using?
1: Yeah, well, I've always been a tightless guy. I've always been a Vokey guy. And I've got a four wedge setup that's pretty straightforward, Uh, 48 degree pitching wedge. And this is the uh, 10F is the grind. 10 degrees of bounce, F grind, which is pretty standard. There's nothing fancy happening on the sole of this club. Matching it is the 52 degree 12F. Mm -hmm. A little more bounce, but also the very standard sole Uh, 56 degree, 10 degrees bounce, S-grind, and it's just got a little relief now in the back of it here, which provides a little bit more versatility if you want to manipulate the face. It's not often you open up the face of a pitching wedge to hit a flop shot or things like this. But with with a 56, I play a lot of bunker shots with it and squaring the face and opening the face, this little bit of relief at the back Mm -hmm. may be helpful as you work around. And actually this is the newest wedge that I've put into play this year and it's a 60 degree D-grind with 12 degrees of bounce. So this has some very strong grind on the sole. Uh, The bounce is much more forward in this club so you get a lot more bounce with a square club face. Mm It has some relief in the heel if you want to open it up and and take some of the bounce away out of the heel and i put it in to kind of help me keep the club face more square when i chip and not just go to an open club face to find the bounce and the relief i mean bounce is kind of your friend if you know how to use it if you can get the bounce under the ball it's just going to help the ball get out of Tight lies, thick lies, mm-hmm. you know, you, you want to have a good understanding of what's going on here and this club has been great and I think my chipping has improved going to this one this year.
0: What were you using before this?
1: I was a pretty loyal K-Grind guy and uh, K-grind. I think it was named K after Tom Kite. He okay. worked with Bob Vokey years ago and said this is how I like it and it was quite a wide sold 60 degree wedge. M- Varying bounce. They'd made different models, but it was a it was a very wide, constant sole without mm-hmm. relief anywhere. Uh, and you know, I had some success with that as well, but always looking to try and get a little better. Always, right? Yeah, always.
0: And so the the woods, we have the the new TSI stuff for the most part, right?
1: It is all the new TSI stuff. Yeah. Yes.
0: And you started playing this when?
1: TSI was a about the U.S. Open at Wingfoot Foot last year. It was around that time like the September. TSI came out, yeah. And I, you know, the improvements now are so minute. I mean, the engineers are, are finding really small things, but the TSI was a good improvement from the TS series beforehand, mm-hmm. redistributing the weight around the head a little bit. And uh, actually, I put the TSI two in just at the players mm-hmm. the other week. And I've used the three when I first went to it at the US Open then I used the 4 which I used up until just a couple weeks ago where I put the 2 in and uh, for whatever reason even though it's the bigger head and the weight's further back and it's not something that I typically like I think this marries up nicely with where my game's at at the moment and you know this is probably the most forgiving of the TSI series Maybe, maybe the one is but the one's not really directed at the tour right. guys, um, with way to long way back, very stable face mm-hmm. uh, and it seems like I'm finding the center of this guy a little bit more than I had with the others. This is set at 9 degrees as standard and I have it in the A2 position. So A2 is just upright a little bit but standard loft angle. Okay. I've played around with it. The first week I had it in D2 which is a little bit less loft. But, you know, the balance now for all the guys driving, of course we want to hit it long. We've got to hit it straight, but, you know, if you're going to take loft off, you're going to lose spin. And right. when you lose spin, you lose a bit of control. So you've got to find this sweet spot. And the first week I played it at eight two five. I hit it long, a couple of squirrely ones when I teed it low and tried to squeeze it. I didn't have any spin and the ball was not doing what it wanted. And right. then I found my sweet spot in A2 position. Huh. So.
0: And what kind of shaft is in this?
1: Yeah, so this is the Ventus Red. And Ventus seems to be the most popular shaft on tour at the moment. It seems like at least one other guy in my group every week has a Ventus in his driver. Mm. Uh, They have red, blue, and black. And the red is actually the softest profile, I guess. Mm. Uh, And again, maybe showing my age, but that kind of suits the way I like to feel the golf club. Shafts are getting really stout now. Technology is good and they can stiffen it up and it really brings in dispersion but I still have some feel element that I like to play uh, all, all the way through the bag but certainly in the driver.
0: And standard length shaft obviously. It's
1: 45. 45. Yeah, I've played around with 46 and yep for sure there's a bit more speed in there and I wouldn't be against doing it again but right now with where my game's at, the Master's upcoming big focus on driving in the fairway, Right, 45 seems to be a pretty good controlled point for me to to me stay in.
0: Sure. So we have the, the driver, the three wood, and now a seven wood in the back.
1: That's right. So the seven wood uh, is a really new addition. I've never played a lofted wood like this. The last time i did i was 14 i remember <laughs> i was and it was a handy it was like the trusty seven wood sure. for me back in the day but uh for the longest time i mean i played bladed two irons in the 680 set and uh some other kind of long irons but but this the technology is just so good now in in this kind of club and the advantage of being able to hit it in high from 240 on par fives if you're in the rough at 240 on par fives, you can get it out and run it up there and, and advance the ball so much more. And this is uh, 21 degrees set at D1, so it's actually about 20 and a half mm-hmm. degrees um, in a standard lie angle. And yeah, I mean, it actually, for me, it's kind of the confidence club. On the range, yeah. I, I go up through the bag and can't wait to get to the seven wood and hit a few with this and, and see a really nice ball flight quite easily. Yeah, yeah.
0: And have you have you game this yet in a tournament? Oh yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. No, so I've been using this uh, TSI two for seven wood since uh, Houston last year, which was the week before the Masters okay. in November. Okay. Yeah. So I've and I've hit some great shots. I. I can recall one at Torrey Pines on Saturday this year on the sixth hole. I hit it from like 248 to about eight feet. It was nice. I missed that part, but I did eagle the ninth after <laughs> okay, that, which so I hit this three wood or four wood into.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so, so why a seven wood instead of, say, like a, a three hybrid or something like that?
1: Yeah, maybe it's a little bit of a personal thing. I mean, I think the trend, certainly on tour, seems to be guys are liking the seven woods better mm-hmm. than the hybrids now um you know hybrids have been very popular for at least a decade and maybe this is just a little more stable you know uh they've refined the technology and it's a little more stable and i'm just guessing but um the hybrids are quite long thin clubs and there's a fair bit more face wobble Mm -hmm. and i think for guys with high speed and then you have a lot of loft you know you fear hitting it left and you want to the hybrids have that tendency to feel like they want to go left for me anyway and Hmm. this this one has less of that tendency but i think this is going to be a really helpful club for me at augusta
0: and why is that exactly
1: uh holes like 13 and 15 you know don't have to force the driver up there so much and happy to leave myself at 230 240 and confidently hit this in from a high angle over the water, right. onto those par five greens, uh, I think that could be really helpful. Hmm. And what shaft is in that? This is graphite design DI10 X-Flex. So uh, it's actually a hundred grams, which is a fairly heavy st- shaft. And again, it's kind of on the softer profile, but uh, I used a similar kind of shaft in my driver for a lot of years. Um, so, it's something I'm pretty comfortable with, this feeling. Hmm.
0: And then finally we
1: have the putter. Yeah. So, yeah, not too many people using a <laughs> putter like mine on on tour. But this is... Uh, this recently was made up for me by Paul at Scotty Cameron's studio. And it's based off the putter I won the Masters with in 13, Which was exactly the same as this, except a slightly larger head. Mm-hmm. And... This is shrunk down a little bit and the reason we shrunk it is because now this is 45 inches, Mm -hmm. which is the same length as my driver. When I won the Masters the putter was 49 inches Mm -hmm. and so obviously with the anchoring band and things like that I shortened the putter and just you know kind of it balances out better like this. It's incredibly stable this putter, it's got a super high MOI and uh, very forgiving and Obviously I've had success with this kind of head shape and I like the instinctive nature I have of lining it up correctly and just putting it down in a good spot and feeling good about it. So I've been putting very well, consistently well on tour with this for the last few weeks.
0: And is that how long you've been using this specific putter?
1: This specific putter, I started using at Riviera, which uh, was in mid February, I guess. And uh, it's not completely dissimilar to the one I was using, mm-hmm. uh, however, you can't help but fall back on some things that you've had success with and looking down on it kind of reminds me of all the putts I hit <laughs> that were good to win the Masters. Sure. Yeah. So, it's, it's, it's fairly unique, you know, it's all very face balanced and... Uh, a couple guys used this head shape in a short putter out there for a while, but mm-hmm. it's 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 a little bit older design, and they've moved their designs on. But for me, this is uh, incredibly stable and and helps me repeat a nice impact situation. Yeah,
0: and th- this is the exact setup you'll you'll use at at Augusta.
1: It it's highly likely. Look, we're two weeks out, but it, I really am not a tinkerer. I don't change a lot. Of course, occasionally we change drivers when new stuff comes out. Sure, um, you know. Th- there are a couple of things I'm I'm weighing up. You know, I may strengthen my three wood. This is actually at 16.5 degrees at the moment. Mm-hmm. Potentially, I could strengthen it and then have a bit of a club for more off the tee. That that's not a driver, but it's going 280 maybe uh, when I have this as the backup yep. <laughs> there. You know, and maybe just gain a little and hit a few more three woods off a couple of tees mm-hmm. to be in a good spot. But I really. I see nothing else changing in the bag at all, other than maybe strengthening my three-wood loft. Yeah. yeah.
0: So we've been through the clubs, what else do you have in your
1: bag? <laughs> of course there's balls and gloves, I'm playing Titleist Pro V1X, the yeah. new one, the 21 ball, um, and a Footjoy glove. I think the other, you know, you have to carry it, is uh, the rain suit, yeah. which hopefully you don't have to wear. but. You know, I have a Uniqlo rain suit and this is a new one, actually just for the Masters, which is designed by the Uniqlo U-Team, U- Christophe Lemaire. So, it's a, you know, it's a nice cool. looking bit of kit and it's got a lot of stretch in it and moves with me. And, yeah. and it's important because this stuff kind of, you know, is a lot of, a lot of clothing and we're, we've got quite a dynamic movement. So the, the rain gear is really important that it moves with you because you just don't want to make bogeys getting wet or you know being restricted by by what you're wearing so it's important and they're very helpful in in doing that with me uh i have a couple of like things i always carry around as we go to this top pocket and uh my yardage book always goes in this this guy here and we just change them in and out each week yeah
0: what kind of yardage book is that
1: this is uh from the honda classic last week at pga national And I have a couple of notes here for my aim point putting. We usually get pin sheets every day, and and uh, I keep it in my uh, little Rolex. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> Rolex yardage book. As one does. As yeah. you do. Yeah. Uh, this guy, I always carry around with me. There's so much good Masters. Uh, merchandise, <laughs> I'm a <laughs> sucker too. I, I'm i in there buying hats and all kinds of stuff yeah, I, I think, every year.
0: I think GQ famously called it supreme for, for dads. Right. You know, like the super, super cool it stuff is, for dads. It yeah.
1: is. I mean, the, the their logo is so it's great. It's killer, yeah. And uh, obviously it's nice to pull stuff out for the masters all the time. But I have a couple little trinkets in here that I change as ball markers. I have an Australian $2 coin. Yeah. Uh, that I go to. I have a Masters one occasionally. This is a uh, 20 Swiss franc, interesting Roger Federer, yeah, <laughs> coin, and I was given this by a good friend from Thailand. That's uh, cool. You know, a, a little lucky charm that I've had in the bag probably at least 10 years, That's or amazing. more, like maybe 15 years. So they're the they're the basic kind of things and uh, sharpies and. Sharpies, and chapstick, and sun cream, and you know. The important stuff. The important stuff is in there. Um, you know, if I put much more stuff in, my caddy will complain <laughs> that the bag's too heavy. Because these things do weigh down pretty good. They,
0: they really are yeah. heavier than you might imagine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 But and back backside we have the ball pocket. And yeah. pretty much, I'm carrying 9 or 12 balls with me every day. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully I'm not using them all because it sounds bad, but, you know, when we hit wedges a lot, they scuff up and Mm -hmm. we're pretty particular about how precise we think we are and it's nice to pull a new ball out and and use it for the next hole. So you've got to have about 9 to 12 balls in the bag just in case you have a strong wedge day. Yeah. yeah.
0: Adam, dude, thank you so much for showing us the the setup for uh, for Augusta.
1: Well, yeah, hopefully it works. (laughs) That's, uh, (laughs) That's what I'm hoping for, but it's been my pleasure.